0: welcome to my leap of faith podcast I'm going to take you on my journey from living a life that felt completely inauthentic and unfulfilling to discovering myself through the help of healers crystals psychedelics and learning to trust my own intuition I'm continuing to let go and leap every day in search of what I'm really here to do and I want to bring you along for the ride stop This week we're going to talk about a reading that I had yesterday, and it's called an Akashic Records reading, and I'll first say that I was listening to a podcast, and that's where this term first came to me, Um, and again, like all the threads I follow, I remember feeling called to understand what it was. So, the Akashic Records, or the Book of Life, can be equated to the universe's supercomputer system. It is this system that acts as the central storehouse of information for every individual who has ever lived upon the earth. More than just a reservoir of events, the Akashic Records contain every deed, word, feeling, thought, and intent that has ever occurred. At any time in history in any at any time in the history of the world much more than simply a memory storehouse however these akashic records are interactive in that they have tremendous influence upon our everyday lives our relationships our feelings and belief systems and the potential realities we draw towards us The Akashic records contain the entire history of every soul since the dawn of creation. So the more I learned or I guess listened about this because I found um, a podcast called The Line and then the next one I found is called The Soul Tribe and I'm going to link them below because they're super interesting but basically what I learned is that really anybody can learn how to access these Akashic records. It's just by meditation, and and most people use a prayer to get into the Akashic records. It's raising your vibration to the fifth dimension, which allows you to access these, people call them books or they see them as books. Um, And each person has their own book. So like for myself, my soul would have its own book and it would contain every single thing that's ever happened to my soul since its creation, um, what's ever happened to it and what's ever happening to it and what will happen to it. So it's like time doesn't, isn't an issue there, but like everything that my soul is experiencing it, it will become available to the person who's able to channel that information. So I was, of course, drawn to that because I thought, well, I want to know what my... And so I um, I found on the Soul Tribe that it's produced by um, two sisters and they each do readings. And um, for some reason, I vibed with uh, the sister named Lucia. So I emailed her and I asked her if I could have a reading And, um, I had it yesterday and even though that's not what I expected to do on this week's podcast, it was so life-changing this reading that I know that this is what I'm supposed to bring forth today. So, um, I had a bunch of questions. That's part of it. You have to have questions, um, that you write down and that you want to know. But other than that, like you don't give her the questions beforehand, you just have them and you're able to ask her. So what what happened was she, um, I believe, said a prayer to get into the Akashic records. And then from that point on, the whole reading is her channeling my higher soul and also my master's. So what happened when she first started, is she said, usually they come with a message to begin with. So... Um, once that message is complete, then you can ask your questions. So the first thing she said to me was, your book flew off the shelf before I was even finished with the prayer, which to me means that you're already connected to spirit and that they want to share this information with you. She said some people, uh, like she's able to read anybody that wants to be read but sometimes if you're not connected to your soul's align or you're not aligned with your soul's purpose or contract then the information can be harder to get to but she's like yours is just flew right open so she said that um in this life I have built up a lot of dharma from my past lives um and particularly she brought up a life that I had um, in India as a, as a girl. And, you know, my family was really poor and, um, you know, like she brought up this example of if we had a piece of bread, we shared it amongst all of us. And there was never, even though we were starving, I never stole any soul food or did anything, um, negative during that time. So in that life, I built up Dharma, which is, I guess, a positive, um, credit for the next life so that in this life my soul came across to her as is a little girl that wants to enjoy the material things of this life um and she said like i i should never feel guilty about enjoying material things i should enjoy them and whatever my soul like calls to my soul i should not feel guilty about let's say if it's buying crystals or whatever, I should like feel empowered to do so. And that I also in this life, I'm, I am going to always be provided for like my soul in this life is not about learning, um, or not, I guess there's no karmic lesson for me to learn, um, how, I don't know how you would say that about, about poverty or struggling. She said that it it either will come directly through you, or or you will always be provided for in this life. You're your that's your soul contract. And I was just that's what she opened with, and I was like, okay. And then she's I I believe she said like, yeah, you're here to be a medium, and the like your your higher soul is telling me that you're you're supposed to be a medium. That's why you're here. And then I I feel like after that, she kind of was opened up to questions. So my first question was, um, and this was based off of one of their podcasts talked about names. Um, The name that were given at birth, they believe, is something that our souls kind of orchestrate on the other side and choose so, so that your parents kind of come up with the name they don't really know how but it's like your soul is telling them this is what I want to be named and and the reason is that your soul is needs to vibrate to a name that is right for that soul so in my example or my issue was okay i was born with this name gabriel who which was a boy's name or i felt was a boy's name and i when i was 18 i added L E at the end, which made it Gabrielle. So that was my first question is, did I mess up my, (laughs) my frequency by changing my name? And she said that, um, wait, before I go into that, I forgot to say that also when we get married and change our last names, it was brought up in that podcast that you're, when you agree to change it, your name from what you were born with let's say to to take on another person's last name you're taking on the karma of that family lineage so they they really brought up like you really need to know like the ancestral background of the person that you're marrying and then decide if you want to take the name or not because you know in modern times a lot of women don't take the last name of their partner but um she, they said that if you do decide to take it you're taking on their karma or their dharma like they may have positive things to bring to your life too so anyway back to my name she said that yeah i she said what's funny is i knew i had a reading today and i kept thinking it was gabriel <laughs> and then when i looked at the thing it said like, Gabrielle. and so she all, it's not funny it's not surprising to me that you're saying this i knew your name was gabriel and they're saying that it was supposed to be Gabriel. It was not supposed to be Gabriel. And the reason is because you, you are going to, in this life, you're very connected and intuitive, which is a feminine energy. And you needed the, na- the masculine name because it's how you get things done. It's, it's a masculine name. It moves you to action. And it, assist, it will assist in my life's mission, um, it my, my soul decided to take on a feminine body because I would be more accepted in this line of work, but that the masculine name was something that would help push me forward and actually push me to do things that maybe as a feminine name I wouldn't do. So I was like, what? <laughs> um, and I, I remember saying like, okay, am I supposed to change it back? And she said, what they're saying is that I was able to access your records using Gabrielle, because that's the name I had given her originally. So your your name, Gabrielle, does tie to your book, but on your book is written Gabriel. So you can continue to keep your name with the L-E at the end, and, and you would be fine, but they're saying that if you choose to go back to your original name, you'll be more connected and more in line with what your soul's purpose was in this lifetime. So. I don't know yet what I'm going to do, but that was like the first kind of big thing. Um, The next thing was I asked about, I've been hearing a lot of like high pitch sounds in my ears and um, I wanted to know why. And they said that when spirit's able to communicate with you, they do it through, it can be like synchronicities of numbers, which for me is another big thing that I have and they also do it by these tones and and what it means is that your vibration is at, is is elevating so that you're able to pick up on these tones and and they said when i do hear these tones it's it's an opportune time for me to go into meditation or work on my spiritual practices, because at that point I'm vibing at a higher frequency, which is going to make it easier for me to connect with spirit. So I'm really happy that I got that message because I, instead of being like, why is my ears ringing and and being kind of like, you know, curious, but kind of annoyed too, because I don't have ear issues. (laughs) Um, So I asked uh, what my purpose is here, and they were like super adamant about this one. And that when I turned 30, I was given access to all of my gifts. And she said, like, they're saying that you always knew that you were different, but at age 30 was like, cause you like up until 30, you were always like, okay, I'm ready for this to start. I'm ready for this to start. But it wasn't until age 30 that they said, okay, now's the time. The problem. And then this is where free will comes in as, as you guys know, I decided to get a normal job and I tuned out that side of myself completely. Um, and I stayed in that company for 13 years and never being open to my spiritual side. And and that's something that like anyone has free will to do what they want to do. And they weren't like upset about this. They said that it's not like you're behind schedule. It just means that when, if you were aligned back when you were 30, you would have been able to develop this stuff back then. Um, and then she said that your high, your spirit is saying that, or your soul is saying that she took advantage of what was happening at in your in your job to push you into what you're doing now because it was beyond time, like you needed to get back in the line with yourself. So I found that really interesting. And she said, like, what's coming up for me a lot is that the number three. So like, they gave you these gifts at 30, you stayed at that job for 13 years. And they're also saying that in the next three years, you're going to become um, pure and you're going to get in pure alignment with mind, body, and spirit. So the gifts are the, what I'm here to do was also very clear. They said that I'm supposed to be a medium, which she kind of went like explained what that means and then said, That's not what I mean for you. <laughs> so what I've known a medium to be is someone that communicates with spirit and basically talks to people that have passed for the people that are current still living. Um, but she said, you're not here to be that type of medium. She's like, your your mediumship goes to energy and like healing and reading. So you're like, you're supposed to be a medium energy reading healer. And she's like, it's so, uh, they're saying like, you're, this is what you're supposed to do. Like you're so aligned with people's, um, bodies and I feel like ailments or wounds and you're able to see these wounds and pull them through to the light and, not everyone, I mean, not everyone can do this. This is what you're supposed to do. Um, and so then she asks, like, does this make sense to you? And um, in, you know, this year I have been practicing shamanism, which only through going through this, the process of learning shamanism, have I found this gift in myself. And I remember, and I've talked about this in another podcast, I did not believe that I could do this and only agreed to try it because my teacher was like, everybody has to to at least try it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, when I I know now, like when I am in a healing session with somebody, there's something that comes through me that isn't me, that makes me feel like I take on, that person's heart, like I take on what needs to heal in that heart, and I, I think I've said this before. It's not that I see the the trauma that happened; it's that I feel and I can sense and I just know what needs to happen to bring it to the light. So, in a way, like her saying that, or these souls saying that, was. Um, I guess like a confirmation because this whole time, even though I am studying shamanism, it's not like I believe I'm a shaman. You know, I have a really hard time with wrapping my head around that term sometimes because I feel like I know that the indigenous people of Peru believe that, that they're supposed to share this um lineage of healing and they they believe that this is how we're going to heal our planet and for that I'm super grateful but I still have like such reverence for them and I don't presume to believe that I am them so I have a a hard time accepting that term but I also feel like without it I wouldn't have known that I have this gift you know I would never have known that I that this was even in me, right? So, she says that um, this is like the first area or the first uh, modality that brought me into um, into knowing this gift of myself. Um, I think I told you guys I've, I'm actually I don't know I don't think I have that I learned Reiki through Ponteia, um, and that's another form of energy healing, and. I've only practiced it on her, and then sometimes I use it on Richard when he has really bad headaches, and then I use it on my dog, my dog um, Penny. She has a hip dysplasia, so I help her little hip out. But other than that, I don't practice that because, I don't know, I have felt like you, in, that, in that practice, you open yourself up for energy to pass through you. But in some way, it's like you don't need to know where the energy is going. You just allow it to flow through you. And I don't, even though I can do it and I can feel the energy flowing through me, I think it's not totally what I'm supposed to do. Because when I get to people's hearts, um, when I'm working on them in the shamanism practice, I know that I can get deeper than that, and I know that there is something unique about it. Um, so, I, I was kind of telling the the reader about this and um, telling her, like, it makes me confused sometimes. Like, I know that I can channel this energy, I just don't know it, what is that. What does that look like in this life? You know. Um, And she said, what they're telling me is that you need to cut off the negative programming that makes you think you can't do this work. And it's so funny because like, of course, that's uh, probably in everybody. We all have like this negative self-talk that wants to convince us that we're not good enough or that we're not ready or um, maybe it's not our true purpose of being here. But they were saying like, no, this is why you're here. I mean, you have this gift for a reason and you need to cultivate it. So I was really, I I mean, I felt so grateful to hear that because it's like confirmation of something that maybe you know, but you're just afraid to uh, really agree with. (laughs) Um, So I also wanted to tell you guys a few of the other things that I asked about. So one of the things which I just, has been bothering me, especially since COVID started, started is that I have been like emotionally, I felt like emotionally craving sweets. And so I asked, um, why am I emotionally having eating issues uh, and around sugar? And they said, um, it's not that, well, first of all, they, they brought back up this life in India and said that she, that little girl, if, if it was like the the best thing that ever happened to her, she would get a mango maybe like once a year. And it could be in this life that I, you know, we have access to whatever we want. So maybe my, me being attracted to sweets is like this, you know, such a deeply satisfying thing that I wasn't able to have in that life that my soul just wants to keep indulging in it. But they said that it's not bad for you. Like there's nothing wrong with with indulging in that, but she, they also said that I should be eating towards high vibration foods. Now, so, um, Lucia brought this up. She said like, for example, if you want a chocolate croissant, it's okay to want that and to have that, but first eat, let's say a, a mango first because the first thing that touches an empty stomach is what your body first processes and and creates energy from so if you first put in your body something that's high vibrational followed by the chocolate croissant it's almost like you're tricking your body to believe like or to have that first high energy food first And then you can kind of camouflage the negative stuff behind it. And they were telling her that. They were saying, like, that's okay. Tell her that it's okay to do that. But just first put live high vibration sweets first. And then have whatever it is that you want. And it's funny because, like, that makes sense. You know, I know that we don't think about that because we have access to everything we want and, and, and really like let's say it's cookies or all of that is processed and full of sugar where fruit is full of sugar too, but it's, it's alive and it's really high vibrational. And we all love fruit. It's not like it's, it's, you know, something you don't want, but it doesn't have that like crunch or that, that like doesn't fulfill that thing that you're looking for. And she's saying, or they're saying, that's fine. Indulge in it. But first give us the, the high vibration. And so I was really happy to hear that. And it's funny, like, so that this happened yesterday. And since then, I've been following that. And I and I don't feel like I'm depriving myself. I feel like it makes sense. So I really liked hearing that part. And, um, I, what else? Oh, they talked about water, um, Because I asked, do I have any other health issues that I should be aware of? And they said something that my kidneys really need me to be hydrated, and that for the next three days I should focus on um, paying attention to how many liters of water I drink. And like I I looked it up, and for a female, I think it's like two point nine liters is like what you should be drinking. So it said they said for the next three days to flush out my system to. Drink that 2.9 liters, um, whether it fits through water or tea, uh, but just to make sure that I'm super hydrated. Because again, they said the more hydrated she is, the more connected to source she is. Which, I mean, these are all things that you kind of think you know, but again, maybe hearing it was confirmation. And so I just feel really good about that. I don't know. I get, yeah, that confirmation. And so in saying all that, what I've decided and what I am being kind of downloaded and told to do is that it's time for me to start sharing what I can do. Um, So I'm going to offer for the first 10 people that join the soul, uh, my leap of faith soul tribe on Facebook, I'm going to offer you a free healing session. And for me, this is, um, they usually are about an hour or an hour and a half. And, um, I, for those 10 people, I'll give you the details on what I will need you to come to the session with. But I, I've decided that in order for me to kind of trust myself in my healing, I need to practice. And I have practiced on my um, classmates, and then I've also practiced on my cousin, and I've offered the invitation to two friends in my life. Um, But I think that the only way we get to a point where we really trust ourselves is by repetition. And I can't think of any one better than the people that are following this podcast. I feel like um, it's aligned. And if you do too, just um, join the My Leap of Faith Soul Tribe on Facebook. I'll link it below. And the first 10 people who are interested, I will um, message you and we can set up a healing session. And I will say like, it's super, um, it's super intimate, but at the same time, it's like the most beautiful experience that I have really ever experienced because you are being vulnerable with another person. And then for me, it's like you're trusting me to illuminate it and to, and to bring it to a more balanced life for your soul and as i now know that's what i'm here to do so i'm putting it out there and i'm again leaping into the my faith that it's what's meant to be and i really want to share that gift with you all